Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. I'm Wildly, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our sexiest stories so that we can all have better sex lives. And my guest today I'm super excited to introduce to you is Joy. Welcome, Joy. Hi. Will you tell our listeners uh, just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am from Rhode Island, and I work in investments. I grew up in a small town, suburb of Providence, Catholic not too open when it comes to sharing stories, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of experience. <laughs> so I've gotten a open uh, throughout the years. I'm 34 years old. I identify as uh, hetero, but I, you know, I'm open to experimenting. So I've okay. kind of done, done it all. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And will you tell us a little bit about what your early memories around sex are like? Sure. So I, like I said, I kind of came from a family that was a little bit, uh, you know, closed mouthed about sex. So we didn't really talk about it. Mm. But I guess my, my earliest memories were just kind of, you know, talking with friends at school, probably fourth, fifth grade, and then kind of like we had the, you know, sex ed and in middle school, like sixth grade, I'd say, but I kind of, did a lot of more of my own kind of research in high school. That's mm-hmm. kind of when, you know, it all came about. But before then, I also <laughs> grew up riding horses. So this is actually something I never really spoke about. But I think that my first orgasm was accidental riding a horse. Uh, <laughs> so. I've heard stories about that, but I've never met a person who was like, yep, that's my story. Do you remember yeah. how old you were? I want to say I was probably like 10 or 12. I have a really bad memory when it comes to um, ages. And so I just, I'm I'm not really sure, but I want to say it was about 
about that age, like probably before middle school, but right around that time. Was it something, if you remember, that you tried to repeat or was it just like, what an interesting experience? Or do you have any recollections around that? Yeah, I remember it kind of being like I was definitely not focused on what I was supposed to do. And then it happened. And I was like, Oh, that was interesting and kind of different. And I kind of felt like it wasn't something that was supposed to happen. So I never really tried to to have it happen again. But that was definitely like, one of my earliest memories, which is pretty different, I'd say. Okay. And then when you talked about doing research on your own in high school, do you mean like, literal physical research? Or do you mean like actual like, scholarly Uh, research? Or do you mean like masturbation research? (laughs) Kind of just coming across it with you know, people that I talk to, I, you know, I'm 34. So that was probably the age when there was lots of like AOL instant messenger. And so I'd be talking to people and like, Oh, what, what are you talking about? And then I just kind of like look it up on my computer. I always kind of think how horrified I'd be if I ever went back to my early computer history searches and found all this stuff because you know maybe my parents did find that but they never mentioned it to me so yeah it was a lot of kind of like oh I wonder what that's all about just doing the google search or whatever it was because I don't think google looked out then totally totally do you remember any of the types of things that you discovered during those searches not not really. I mean, a lot of it was just kind of like, oh, that's what happens. Mm, like, got it. Being a guy, girl and just seeing the actual penetration and things like that. But yeah, I remember talking to a lot of people like on the Internet and, um, you know, the guys would be doing whatever and kind of just like asking questions. And I'd have to try and figure out what I was supposed to say. Yes. So it's just a really time I guess and I guess everybody has that like awkward middle high school age so totally and in when you were in middle or high school like what do you remember when you started touching yourself or maybe not when specifically but like do you remember that process I don't remember like how it started but I remember doing it often like yeah probably more in high school I'd say okay do you feel comfortable sharing with us like the details of your masturbation practice or like has it changed throughout the years or anything like like I love to know the specifics like how do you like to be touched yeah actually I don't think much has changed since it since I started Mm -hmm. masturbating so in high school until now like I've been pretty boring so I just I use my hands I'm not really a toy person unless Mm. the partner I'm is into that and then I'm like oh okay and that'll feel good but when it's just me I'm I'm kind of you know, low key, I know what feels good. I don't fingers in, I don't really like that. Mm -hmm. So it's more just outside. Okay. And then what were your early sexual experiences like? Will you give us just sort of your overview? Yeah. I actually like, I started kind of late, what I thought was late around 17 was when I had my first kiss. And that was also with my first boyfriend who I ended up losing my virginity too. So that was around junior year of high school. And I was with him for a while, but we kind of did everything, you know, before actually having sex, we were very physical and very sexual. And I remember I had kind of planned to lose my virginity one night when his parents were out of town and then he threw a party and, you know, got drunk and that kind of went out the door. So, um, I think it was a couple of days later that we actually did it and it was, it was fine. I mean, it yeah. was good, but it was kind of like, oh, well, we pretty much already did this with our clothes on and yeah. now those are off. I'm, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't a memorable experience, but we, the two of us actually had a lot of fun. So oh, we were together for a couple of years. He He went away to school, but we stayed together. And I want to say it was probably around two years that we were together. And then it just didn't work out long distance. Yeah, that's tough. Did you initiate the virginity loss or was it something you guys had talked about or was it just sort of like the progression? Do you remember? I think I was kind of probably the initiator, I'd say. He had lost his virginity already. He was with one other girl before me. And I remember when I found that out, I was kind of devastated. I thought mm. we'd be each other's first. Yeah. So, but with 
being said, I think we both kind of ha- felt the same pressure because it's just, you know, we wanted to be to be together. We'd already done so much that we, we knew it was going to happen. It just, it, I, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Do you feel like that was a formative experience? Oh, also, was he Catholic too? And you went to a public school? I'm asking too many questions at once. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, okay, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Actually, I went to a public school and he went to a Catholic school. Oh, um, oh so, okay. Interesting. His parents were much more strict than mine were. So <laughs> I remember my parents, like he would come over to my house and we we would do things like I we'd be in my room doing all sorts of things. My parents would be in the next room, like not even caring. You know, I don't think they, they said they heard, but looking back on it, they probably did. Whereas when... Um, I'd go over to his house. Like, I'd only really go over there if his parents were away or, like, out to dinner or something like that. So we spent a lot of time at my house. But, yes, his parents were very, uh, very Catholic and very strict. So how did that... Okay, so you were 17 when you lost your virginity. So then you were an adult by the time you guys broke up, like a legal adult at least. What, what What's your sex life been like since? <laughs> Ever since? It's been very very good like I've had a great sex life um and I've it hasn't been average I know that like when I talk to my friends and stuff they're like okay yeah tell us more stories then I I just can't even begin because after that actually him and I we we also did a lot of like outdoor stuff so we would go to parks and you know like we'd go for walks or whatever and like have sex outside on rocks like we just didn't care we were doing everything and um that was the first time I ever did any kind of butt stuff too was with him like the first probably within the first couple months we just like went all out and just did everything but ever since him I mean there's been times like I do have a child so like after my son was born Mm -hmm. we like I didn't I don't think I had sex for like two years after he was born because I was never with his father. Like that was just another whole thing. But I, I didn't feel comfortable doing that for like two years. And then I was just with one person for a while. And But before and after that, has it's been very active. It's been fun. So I remember right after he actually also the first guy that I was with that I lost my virginity to he told me that I was no good at giving blowjobs. <laughs> so that just kind of sparked something in me. And he's like, well, you try hard, you know? And I'm like, excuse me, this is something that I really wanted to do for you. So I have another friend who him and I also had a lot of fun because we were only together once. He was gay. And so we just kind of tried. We're like, oh, let's just see how this works. And obviously it didn't work because he's not attracted to girls and we were just really close mm-hmm. so he actually taught me how to give like a really good blowjob so he told me like oh try this like next time you're with a guy try this like go around the head more and you know I, I guess my technique was probably off but after that I never got any complaints so that's amazing I also do feel like I had early partners where I was like no how do you like it no tell me what to do like specifically does this feel better or does that feel better and if I hadn't had that I wouldn't I would have been too scared because I would have felt felt like I was always doing it wrong or something did how did it feel to have someone explicitly say to you that you weren't good at them (laughs) I think it just kind of motivated me to get better because I I'm used like I don't like to fail and sometimes I just use that kind of negative comment as inspiration to like, well, no one else is going to ever say this again. So I better, you know, figure out how to do this. And now I realize that it's all just about what the person likes. Also, yeah, he could have given some advice instead of just criticizing. (laughs) (laughs) And just, um, you know, I think that's one of my favorite things to do now, just because I like connecting with the person I'm with and to be able to kind of have that control over someone and be like, oh, and to read in their face, like this feels good, or maybe I should do something a little bit differently because he's not responding to this. I find it to be challenging in a way, but just very enjoyable. I just love, I, I love that. So 
When you're with a partner, like say, or actually, let me ask a little bit more about what's your kind of like style of dating? Like, do you hook up with people or what's your current? Because I want to ask about like when you decide to give blowjobs, but like what's what's the context of your kind of relational life like right now? Um, so right now I am not partnered. Um, I have a very um, interesting, I, I would really say that I've only been in one tradition, well, two, if you count my first boyfriend, two really, you know, real traditional relationships. Mm -hmm. And one was very, the other one was very unhealthy. So I actually find that I am drawn to married men because I'm very independent. Uh -huh. So it kind of works out that I'm like, oh, great. Like I can make this person feel so great what he's not getting at home. And he's not going to smother me. He's not going to be, you know, in, in my space all the time because I, I have enough to like, my, my career, my son, that gets my more of my attention than a relationship. And I've kind of come to terms with it. I also really like older men. Mm -hmm. So between that, like older men, men in relationships or married men, I just find that that's kind of not, not necessarily by choice, but that's what, where I end up. So, okay. That at the risk of over-identifying a lot of that really resonates with me. <laughs> It's like so, so much. And I'm really curious, was it always that way? Or when did that sort of start for you? I think it's always kind of been there. But more recently, I've become more aware of it and more accepting of it. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I do remember, you know, vividly having these relationships with friends who had girlfriends you know mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they'd be really close friends of mine and you know I'd go on the guys trip and end up hooking up with two of the guys on the trip and their girlfriends were back home <laughs> and, and but now I I try to be more aware of you know the other women in the situation because mm -hmm. you know back when I was 19 or 20 I, I didn't really take into consideration how the other people would are feeling and how that might hurt somebody. So I was the other woman yeah. with a man that was cheating. And now I try to, I try to have some kind of, you know, awareness of the other person involved. So whether the man that I'm with is in an open relationship, an open marriage, that's ideal because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm like, okay, so I can be here for this fun aspect and you can, you know, have your family and your wife. And as long as I'm not hurting anybody, I think it's fine. But, you know, that that's a whole just strange dynamic too, because it also means that maybe I think that they're in an open marriage and then I find out later, maybe they're not quite being honest with me. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's taken a lot of, um, you know, self-reflection and trying to be aware of what I'm doing and how it's affecting everybody. I hear that. I've been on, <laughs> I've been on both sides of that too, where I would, cause I, I do feel like earlier on, I was like, well, I'm not responsible for their relationship. And while I do think part of that's true, I, I like to have relationships with people who I consider have similar sorts of like integrity, like values wise. And I, and so that's why I feel like now there is a little more openness around marriages as well with, with dating apps. Does that feel true to you where you are? I think so. And it's actually funny because I have been on um, some like dating apps and met people that way and nothing gets me more upset than when I find out somebody's married after the fact. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, well, you, you said you've been with married guys. And it's like, yes, but they've told me from day one that they're married. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. You just led me to think that this was something completely different. Yeah. And that 
that will get under my skin. Yeah. You know, for me, it feels like a violation of trust, which is very not sexy. Like it, it takes me from this like fantasy point to like, oh, am I going to have to do all the grown up work here? And now I have to like worry that you're not telling me things and you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Ooh, I want to hear so many details. So, okay. When you're speaking with people you might sleep with and Please, if I am miscontextualizing anything, like, let me know what it feels like in your brain. But when you're meeting people, when you're talking to people that you're potentially going to meet up with in this current stage in your life or current phase, sexual phase of your life, do you talk ahead of time about, like, I'm mainly looking for sex or mainly looking for casual or are you mainly looking for sex or is it sort of just like a boundaried relationship? Can you articulate that? Yeah. I mean, it's something that I'm trying to figure out myself because I I mean, I talk to my therapist all the time about this because he's like, well, you know, maybe you should try to find a relationship because that's what I'm hearing from you. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds great, but I can't right now. (laughs) Like I just can't. So I, I don't want to rule that out, but right now I find when I, when I'm talking to people, I don't want just like the hookup. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want just something to come over. We have no connection. They're just basically using me for whatever outlet they need. Like, I need that kind of connection. So I definitely talk to them beforehand. And, you know, it's important to me to know their situation and to have those boundaries. Because, um, like, I've actually recently, I've started seeing one person. I wouldn't say that we're together yet but he is older, he's married, and he has straight up told me, like, he's looking for someone that he can meet up with once a week. Mm -hmm. And that worked out perfect for me. Yeah. But he's also very sweet, and he'll text me throughout the day, and he likes that distraction from his life. You know, I, I asked him, I said, does your wife know about this? And he's like, we're at a point in our relationship where it's don't ask, don't tell. Like she she knows that stuff goes on, but they don't share details of any kind of relationship they have outside. So it it seems like it'll work out well, but yeah, I don't don't know. I definitely make it. I definitely ask more questions now than I used to, to gauge the situation, see where it's going to go. I feel that. I heard a thing on Dan Savage that I wish I had heard before I started dabbling in married men. He said one time that like, look, if you feel uncomfortable about whether you or not you believe a don't ask, don't tell, ask the person to create a video sitting next to their spouse where the spouse is saying, this is my husband. We have a don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to know anything about it. Have fun. (laughs) Because because I've definitely been talking to married men it's always the men I have yet to encounter this with a married woman but there is this like oh yeah we have a don't ask don't tell but what they actually mean is like they've gotten to that point where they know they're not going to get caught and they can get away with it which is a very specific type of interpretation so I always try to filter that out now will you tell us a little bit about what you like the specifics of what your sexual self loves some of my favorite things, it, it really, really depends on the person, mm-hmm. I'd say, um, because I love to be tied up, and but I can only do that, obviously, with people that I really trust, and some people just aren't into it, which is fine, but that's one thing that I just really enjoy, mm-hmm. but then there's also the side of me that, like, I definitely come more when I'm on top. So being in control, that is pretty much usually the only time that I actually come with a partner inside me is if I'm on top. Okay. Is it, are you specifically, can I ask detailed questions about like, are you facing them usually or can you come on top either direction? Like if you're reverse cowgirling. I have come that way, but I I prefer facing them okay so okay yeah but either way kind of works does it feel like it's an angles thing like is it like where because you said you don't go inside when you masturbate so you're it's about clit stimulation or what do you think 
guess it must be like the way that I move on top of them mm-hmm. uh, does something for me because I, I don't think it's actually anything inside me going on. Yeah. Like I have a lot of trouble with that. Like I, I don't remember the last time that I came knowingly from it being penetrative without me being on top. Okay. Okay. And then when you are tied up, can you articulate what it is about being tied up that you love? And is there a specific type of way you like to be tied up? Like is any sort of restraint good? Do you like arms spread or bound close or a doorway or any preferences there? I usually like lying on my bed facing up Mm -hmm. with, with my arms spread over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like spread eagle, like wide or like both of them up? Actually both of them up, but my, my legs wide. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you have a bed that is conducive to that type of tying? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And the really ridiculous thing is I still have a rope on my bed, uh, just on the top, because the the person that I was seeing a year ago, he was very good at tying knots. Uh-huh. So he tied, you know, rope to the, the top of my bed. Yeah. And you can't see it, you know, it's like underneath a little bit. Like you could just tie, you know, if that makes sense. And that's where you tie your hands and I still haven't taken it off even though I don't know the next time I'll use it but um, (laughs) one time I I brought my bedding over to my parents house because they have one of those really big washing machines and I washed it and then my mom just decided to put my bed (laughs) like I I was thankful I'm like oh cool I don't have to make you know Try to fit in the sheets and stuff, and then I'm like, "Wait a minute! That means she totally saw the rope that's tied to my bed, and it's like this bright—it's a bright yellow. Yeah, it's a yellow rope. So (laughs) she didn't say anything. That's kind of our relationship. (laughs) But just knowing—I mean, I—I died when my mom found my chain leash in the freezer. my former master had left there and she was she like said something she was like oh I always leave my chain leash in the freezer and I couldn't think of anything to say so I just walked over and took it and was like oh weird and walked away (laughs) that's horrible (laughs) do your parents ever ask you about partnership or I mean I guess sounds like they don't talk about sex life but are they like pokers (laughs) well actually the funny thing is i'm pretty sure that they themselves have a pretty interesting sex life that they just don't talk about um which makes sense because my grandmother did too (laughs) how do you know that Um, how do i know this my grandfather died a while ago and my grandmother was the one that had all the boyfriends at the nursing home so you know ever since i was young she had multiple boyfriends and she was just a funny lady Hmm. but yeah. And then we found lots of letters from when she was young mm-hmm. from different boyfriends. So we found and read these letters after she died. They were actually, I wanted to make a book of them. My mom's like, just put those away. <laughs> we don't wow. want to But they were pretty great um, because it was, you know, in the war. So there were all these letters from men that were overseas that would write to her. Whoa. Um, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, so I think my my mom's side of the family has kind of a, you know, sexual streak in them. And my mom, yeah, she doesn't talk about it, but I may have read some of her emails once. And I was just like, oh, more information than I need to know. And I'm not going to bring it up, but at Got least you know, she can't judge me, right? <laughs> so Got it. So you mentioned earlier that when you tell your friends stories, they want to hear more. Can you share any like highlights with us or any like memorable things you've had? Or I can just ask you really specific questions, but like, does anything come to mind out of your experiences? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it earlier today because some of my first like really experimental stuff was I used to 
have some friends that were firefighters mm-hmm. and <laughs> I used to go over to the fire station and give the head to them like in <laughs> like there were four of them so they'd take turns and I would just go from one to the next and sometimes it would be on the fire truck or sometimes it would be you know in their oh little break God. room fun I mean it was just something like weird you know super fun that's really hot that's like that's like the fantasy come to life like people dress up stripper like male strippers dress up as firefighters but you were just like doing the thing did you did you ever slide down their pole (laughs) uh no actually i didn't because we just would stay in like the um the there was one story so i guess they did have a pole that they'd go upstairs but like the main part that we'd stay would be explore so there'd be uh, the fire trucks and then like a little room behind but that, that was fun that's awesome did um, the fire alarm ever go off well like did they ever have to like go on a call okay <laughs> no um, there there weren't tons of calls <laughs> so that was good do you have any um, fantasies around group sex yeah i definitely would be interested in like gangbang type things because I, I I do like that kind of you know group setting guys watching yeah. what other guys are doing to me things like that what you would know, have just... to be in place for you to be super into that idea like for you to be like yes it's gonna happen next week like let's make this fantasy a reality like what would you need to have to say yes to it I think basically just knowing that I'm not going to, you know, catch anything. So the safety thing Mm -hmm. would be the main thing, making sure that I could trust who I was with, but I'd probably be up for it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So if we have like a responsible party watching over you and get a group of, what would your ideal number be in a (laughs) gangbang? I have no idea. Like, I guess. I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but it. But if given the the opportunity with the reality, it couldn't be too many, yeah. you know. Would you ever want to try an experiment where you have like as many men available to you until you say stop? Yeah, I'd, I'd be open to that. But the weird thing is, um, like when I am so into something mm-hmm. i i do come pretty quickly mm. so i myself being like oh this is great and like yeah. halfway first person being like i think i'm done like that that was awesome knowing that would happen <laughs> now that i came you know you can do yeah. whatever you want yeah. and i'll just sit here so i don't i don't know how i'd really totally. respond if i was there but the idea of it i love it that's such so. a good point do you get really sensitive after you come yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And it also depends on who I'm with because yeah. there's some times that I'm like, okay, I just need to have sex. And then like, I won't be super into the person and, you know, I'll basically be able to make myself come with them mm-hmm. and then I'm just kind of done. Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody that I really, really enjoy, you know, I can come and then just keep going because I really like it. And I want more. Yeah. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Can you talk about what it feels like in your body or when you're with the person when you're like, yes, this is what I want more of versus like the person where you're like, ah, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. I think it's mostly in my head. Yeah. Because just be like, oh, this is perfect. This is great. Yeah. Like, let's keep going. Okay. Maybe it's a little uncomfortable for a moment, but. I want to, I don't want this to end. Yeah. Whereas um, when I just kind of like, I, I guess I kind of have a guy mentality or like what you'd consider a typical guy mentality where sometimes I'm just like, okay, that's what I needed. And let's just stop. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what the difference is. I just know it has to do with the person. And if I'm really enjoying it, I just keep wanting wanting more and but if it's just kind of oh you know I I'm I I'm really horny right now I want sex but that's all like I I I don't know how to explain it it's just I guess that's my not as good sex experiences 
do you enjoy pain like at all? Because I mean, you mentioned like being able to cope with it if it's the right environment, but do you seek out experiences of pain? Do you have any kinks like that? Sort of like I definitely being spanked, uh, choking. I love being choked actually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess you'd say, I guess I'd say I have some desire for pain, but not like overwhelmingly, like I don't need it all the time. Yeah. But is it like something you talk about with partners ahead of time or what do you talk about ahead of time, if anything, or do you just show up and see what happens? I kind of just show up and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the fun things about some of the older guys maybe that are in relationships Mm -hmm. I found that they're kind of like oh wow you'd actually want to do this and I'm like yeah and they're like I've never done anything like that so to kind of experiment with people and have those experiences with somebody that they've never had I love Mm. that so I I talk as much as the person I'm with wants to talk. Yeah, that makes sense. Can you share with us what some of those explorations have been? A lot of it is just kind of in the moment. So if I can tell someone likes to be a little bit more firm with me, I'll move their hands around and see kind of what they want to do. Or, you know, if, if, it's so hard to describe because it all comes down to feeling. So if, mm-hmm. if I can kind of sense that someone might want to, you know, have anal sex, like if they, I just kind of move, move it around yeah. and see if, if they're into that, if they like it. Like with their um, hand or I, like, I know it's so hard to articulate, but also I think that's like how we get into really juicy stuff. So it's like, do yeah. you, cause, cause I'm puzzling this out too. And like, I've been experiencing lately where my attempts at explicit communication are not always like I'm finding out more and more people don't necessarily want to talk, even though I'm like, no, tell me, you could tell me, you know, it's like, that's not a turn on for all people. So like, are you like, do you explore with them or do you kind of like move their hand toward your butt crack or what do you do? (laughs) I'm trying to think because so, yeah, I guess I'd say I move. I move their hands around mm-hmm. and see if they like it and it, see if, which surprising, surprisingly, like, I don't remember the last time I tried something and they weren't into it, you know? Yeah. So I think that's just because I have been told I have a sense and a couple guys have been like, wow, like you really can communicate without the words, you know, like, you know, exactly what to do would you say you're a sex ninja (laughs) that would be great if I am (laughs) maybe I I don't know or maybe I'm just finding finding through experience the people that like the same things I do I don't know maybe or maybe Um, maybe you just have a sex sense (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. I, I think I do. So, lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Floor. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. 
a shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Tell us uh, your current relationship with butt stuff. Like, what do you like about it? It sounds like you like a little bit of it if you're guiding if you're guiding hands in that direction. No, I definitely do enjoy it. And like, I know you've mentioned having askasms. I haven't gotten to that point. Like, I've never had that. But it's still something that I just really enjoy. And I, I don't know exactly why, but I think that a lot of it has to do with I just really like to please. Mm -hmm. So know that maybe that's something that the guy I'm with hasn't really done before or um, something a little bit different that he's not doing with everybody. That really, you know, turns me on. And I love that. Does it make you feel dirty? Like for me, it makes me feel like, oh, I'm such a whore. Like in a, and I'm saying this with the feeling of like, Oh, I love how dirty I feel when I'm having butt sex. Yeah, I think I think that is part of it that I like. I like that aspect of it that it's just something too that nobody would really expect from me. It, like I, especially in my profession, like I just I work in corporate America. I work with you know lots of alpha males, and I'm the girl that's kind of you know, there, she knows her stuff. She's someone that you can go to for, you know, advice on this and that, but I don't come across in my day-to-day life as being somebody that's, you know, having all sorts of sex and having, you know, butt sex and, you know, giving blowjobs on their lunch break or something like that, (laughs) (laughs) which has happened quite a bit. Wait, Um, you've given blowjobs on your lunch break? Oh, yeah. Not with anybody that I work with. No, no, but like, that's what a great way to spend a lunch. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you're you're not eating like this giant meal from the cafeteria. So, yeah, I I definitely had people pick me up on my lunch break and we've gone. I've given a lot of blowjobs in cars. uh, So we'll just go find a place and, you know. People you just met at lunch. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I was like, that sounds fun too. Okay, that I would actually, I mean, like both are good in my in my opinion. But if you were, I was going to ask very specific details about like, I could never imagine going from like, okay, 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 I'm on board. <laughs> People I don't work with and I mean, maybe like earlier in my, you know, sexual life, I definitely would have done that. But <laughs> now that I, I have a few more responsibilities, I'm kind of like, I'm more careful and um, yeah so no these would all be people that you know I've talked to for a while and they're like oh you know there's one guy that I was with recently who you know he worked probably 20 minutes from me and he could be a little bit more flexible with his lunch break so he'd get more time and he'd come and pick me up and then we'd just go somewhere or whatever and um yeah. <laughs> and it's also fun, you know, like coming back with a coffee and then, and my coworkers are like, where did you go? I'm like, oh, just had to get a coffee with a friend. They're like, oh, a friend. I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, you know, talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I haven't been at that job too long and there's nobody there that, that I would talk to about that stuff. Like, right, right. For a long time. But just with this team, it's a small group and yeah. they're all guys. So I'm not going to start <laughs> anything right. weird there. That's true. Yeah. But. Wow. Uh, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your earlier days. It sounds like you maybe used to go pick people up out the world, perhaps just based on the comment you made or or what was your, <laughs> what were your earlier experiences like? And are you mostly meeting people on apps currently or how do you meet them in um, in your current moment yeah there's been mostly apps actually there's been a few people that i've re-met through an app you know mm-hmm. like there were acquaintances from before that i've met again yep. 
So that those have been fun. But when I was younger, I, yeah, I met a lot of people at parties or at the bar and that I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I actually remember before, you know, I ever had sex or ever had a boyfriend. I thought I would never have a boyfriend because I have a birthmark on my ribs so, and it looks like a third nipple, but it's very, very tiny. Nobody even notices it. Oh. But my thought process was I have this thing that nobody's going to ever want to touch me. No one's ever going to want to talk to me. Wow. Um, so I think that took a while to be comfortable in my own skin. And like, even with my first boyfriend, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take my shirt off because I don't want you to see this. He didn't even notice it. And most people that I'm with, they they don't notice it unless I point it out. And I mean, now it's just kind of funny that I'm like, oh, wow, that really affected my mentality when I was a kid. And I, it was such a little thing, you know? So it's it's just amazing how now I'm way more comfortable in my skin than I was. And I also went through a phase where I was very, very skinny for a long time. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, I'm, I'm not fat by any means, but like just being comfortable in your body has changed my outlook on sex so much because there's nothing worse than, you know, being with a guy and he doesn't like himself or something like that. So I think everybody's a little too hard on themselves. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about my sex life now is I'm just enjoying the other person and they're enjoying me. And, you know, the little tiny things, they don't really matter. And I think I, that took me a while to learn. Yeah. Um, but I got off topic. <laughs> No, but uh, can you say a little more about that? Do you remember when that shift happened for you? Yeah, I think that shift was pretty recent because I also had some trauma in college that led me to a weird place when it came to sex. Like I, something happened and after that, I didn't think I could say no to anybody. So I didn't. Um, so that was a whole like, you know, really negative part of my life. And then actually after my son was born, um, I kind of regained the control and, you know, I got into a relationship with someone and we were, it was very unhealthy. We were on and off for a long time. And actually it got to the point where he almost used sex against me. Like the last year that I was with him, we didn't have sex at all because he was kind of narcissistic and he knew that was important to me. So he wouldn't sleep with me at all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it got really bad. And he was also very critical of my body because oh. he knew that he, he, he'd make little comments like, oh, you're not going to eat that, are you? And I was like really thin at the time. So I gained, I remember I gained 10 pounds and that was actually the start of when he just stopped having sex with me. And Whoa. so after that, like whatever, but, um, How, did that fuck <laughs> with your brain? Oh yeah, and your feelings. Yeah, it's taking for it. Yeah, was that pre-sun? No, it was post actually afterwards. It, it was sun, and we haven't been together for a few years. Okay, but you know, we were on and off. So there was a point where I was with other people during that yeah. time. That sounds but, really hard. Yeah. It was, it was bad. Um, but now like I'm in a much better place and I've really taken control over, you know, the sex that I'm having and enjoying it again. Mm. Well, I guess I never stopped enjoying it, <laughs> but like, it's definitely a lot healthier now. But since then, yeah, I mean. Is there anything that you haven't explored that you want to explore? You know, I that there's stuff that I would do once and that would be you know like we talked a little bit about like a gangbang or something like mm -hmm. that that's something I'd like to do I also have like a desire for a golden sh shower but probably only once because when I think more about it I'm like I 
I don't like smells. I don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's something about it that's like appealing to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't I haven't worked that one out all in my well, brain. Can I share something? Because I've had a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it makes a difference what the person drinks, like beforehand. Yeah, preparation yeah. is a big thing. Like I I've experienced it when there was prep like thoughtful planned preparation involved, and the person was hydrated and drink. I don't know, coconut water or juices or even just like a lot of water. For me, that was a much preferable experience to the dehydrated person who'd had a lot of coffee. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. I'm like, oh, man, like, I really hate that smell. Like, if, you know, you go to a bathroom and it's not cleaned right or whatever. Yeah, Um, horrible. So I'm like, maybe it's one of those things that would be way more appealing, just like seeing it in porn or whatever, than actually doing it. Yeah, maybe you don't have to actually try. Or like, I don't know, would you be into like a simulated, like if you were just getting squirted water or like yellow water instead? I don't know. No, I don't think it. No, it's not the same. Yeah, I think it would have to be like actual, because I think it goes back to, I would want to do it to have that feeling like it's something the guy hasn't done before yeah. and that really wants to do or something like that. Like That's I'm a really, really that. yeah. Yeah. I would never just like ask for a golden shower, but I would be into it if it were something that the person really wanted, not if they wanted to do it every day, not absolutely not. But like, yeah. if it was like a once in a while, hyper special thing. And if it wasn't like the only thing that we did, then yeah. I would, I would consider it again. Yeah. Um, oh, I also, butt stuff wise, do you like giving any butt stuff? Like, do you like fingering buttholes? What is that called? Fingering buttholes? Is it called? What is that called? <laughs> I think that's a- <laughs> um, Rim dry. Yeah, I've done it, but I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind it either. So, like, I have had a few partners where that they loved it, you know? Yeah. I was like, yes, I can do this. Every once in a while, like Mm -hmm. not all the time because I just, I don't enjoy it, but yeah, I I mean, if, if, if it's like once in a while, I, I, I'll do it. I, I don't dislike it to the point where it bothers me. So if I know that, you know, a guy really likes it, I'll definitely do it. But I also like my mouth down there. I've done that a couple of times. Don't love it. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever, I'm going to ask a really personal question. Did you ever taste anything that was unsavory or was it like a mental thing or a smell thing? It was all mental. Okay. Um, the thing is if like I had, I had a couple partners who really would like me to give them a blowjob after it was in my butt. I don't like that. Okay. Yes. And I, I remember yes, I've done that. I've done that. I was, yeah. I always check to see what it looks like first. <laughs> I just wipe it. I think it's gross. <laughs> well, one time I did it. I, I did it, but I didn't even like realize what I was doing until yeah. after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Horrified. I'm like, oh my God. And it wasn't because I tasted anything no, or a, whatever. It's a mental but, like, Yeah. Yeah, it was all mental. And I remember actually, I was seeing this, this guy more recently. And he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And we had kind of like, like a little arrangement going. And, you know, he was very, he seemed to be very into doing things that he hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. And he loved he, he seemed to love that I would try anything. And I remember him doing that to me one time. And he's like, why did you let me do that? I'm like, because you're a doctor and you're, am I going to get sick? Like, yeah. And he's like, oh no. Like if, if it was in somebody else's and they were sick and they, then you sucked my dick, then you might get sick. But if it's already in you, then you're, and, and I just, I don't know. That was just weird. That's because yeah, I'm like, well, you can die, so why would you? I, I I don't know why I thought that mattered. It's because weird. of well, 
it's weird to me that he asked you why you let him do it. Like, that's the part that actually pings me as the weirdest portion. Because I'm like, what? Because it feels shamey. Does that feel shamey to you? It did. And <laughs> it was kind of, he actually broke things off with me. And I remember one of the things he said was like, you, you should have some boundaries. And I was like, well, I do. But I was trusting of you. I wanted to, you know, do things with you because I like you. Yeah, so that, he was odd because I just got, like, mixed signals all around. That's, like, a very sneaky form of gaslighting. Like, you should have some boundaries. Like, I'm putting you up to a secret boundaries test around sexual things. Like, he didn't find your boundaries. You didn't, oh, that's, yeah. We don't talk anymore. (laughs) It was fun while it lasted. Uh, Earlier, you said that you are, you identify as straight, but you're open to experimentation. Have you experimented with vaginid and boobid humans? Yes, I have. A couple times. I want to say three times. One was (laughs) back, it was actually my, my first trip to New York City to see one of my friends. And that... He was a friend with benefits, you know, that like I hooked up with before, but then he moved away and I was just going to visit him. We went out to this bar and it was kind of like, I don't know if it was arranged while we were drinking or what. He's like, oh, um, you know, if you want to go home with my friend, like I'm going to go home with this girl, but we're all going to the same place, you know? Mm -hmm. So the guy that I was supposed to be with that I was, you know, making out with and I was ready. Set up with. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He ended up falling asleep. Oh, so no. Just, I was like, what is this? So he just fell asleep. And so I just kind of went with my friend and this girl that he knew, like he was close. They were good friends or whatever. So I just joined in that fun. And I loved it because he was telling us what to do. So he was kind of like directing what to do. Like, oh, why don't you guys make out now? Why don't you guys do this? Why don't you guys do that? So it was very enjoyable for me. Yeah. But and I remember like he we ended up him and I ended up having sex and she kind of watched after. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it because like I really am just attracted to guys. Mm-hmm. So I thought about I'm like, oh, maybe because I have such like a bad track record with relationships. I'm like, I think I try, you know, being with women. And then I'm like, but I really love penises. Like I need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like when I was with that time, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I think part of it was because I was with a guy as well. Yeah. And then I did hook up with two other women. And one of them was a close friend of mine. And it just wasn't as enjoyable to me, you know, and I kind of thought of it as just like a fun night. And I think she might have wanted more. And so that didn't really work out at at all. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. But did you go down on the women? What was that like for you if you did? I did. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, I hope this feels good. Um, Because... (laughs) I really want to do well. And so I I did my best, but I remember just being like surprised at what they look like, you know, like what vaginas look like on other people. Yeah. They can be so different. Yeah. We all have one, but they all, and and I'm the same with guys, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I remember that most of all, just being like, Oh, what? this isn't, this doesn't look exactly like mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always get surprised, too, when boobs are different shapes and areolas and nipples are different, too. Like, every single time, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're different. Like, even though it's yeah. like I see drawings and artwork and everything all the time, it's it's something I never get tired of. I find it delightful. Do you have any other memorable stories or things that you're like, oh, that was a fun night or or wish desires that you would love to do or anything that you're thinking about doing with your new partner? I do remember one of one really fun night was 
in a car. Again, I used to love like car stuff, but it was with these two guys that I didn't really know. Mm -hmm. They were friends of a friend and they were just kind of like, I I remember talking to my friend being like, I just need something different right now. He's like, oh, I work with these two guys. Like you should talk to them. So (laughs) I'm talking to them. And just basically sleeping with them in their car. But at first I was thinking that it was only going to be blowjobs. So I started giving one of them a blowjob. And then the guy that was in the driver's seat, he came into the back. Uh And they were like, oh, why don't you suck his dick now? So I did. But then the other guy started fucking me from behind while I was sucking the other guy's dick. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. I, I like I wasn't expecting it and he was using a condom and everything okay. so, like it was safe and yeah. but this this is back when I was like 19 yeah. so I didn't really have communication around it I was just like oh yeah I'm up for anything whatever yeah and um, but <laughs> that was something that I'm like oh I would definitely do that again like I definitely enjoy being with multiple men I have dreamed about that exact scenario like I actually also have a fantasy that's a, a cock in each of my holes. I would do that with toys as well, although I'd like to have a flesh cock in my throat. <laughs> but that's something that I totally have. A... Wait, logistically, how did that work yeah. in a car? Was it a big car? It wasn't a huge car. It was a sedan. Okay. And um, I was in the back. So, okay. yeah, the, I mean, was the door open or was it closed? That's like a really tight fit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a hard time imagining it. <laughs> the door may have been open. And it was in the sketchy, sketchy area of town. So I remember. Okay. Because I was like, <laughs> I remember I was like, where are we? I know we're in Providence, but I don't know yeah. exactly where we are. Come to think of it, like it was down kind of a side street or something. The door may have been open. Um, because it wasn't trying to fit like it was very, it was very um it was probably very uncomfortable for them but I found it very comfortable I enjoyed That's, it <laughs> that is fantastic do you get turned on by scenarios like that where it's like sort of out in the open and you might get caught like it sounds like you're up for it and don't mind any possible discomforts or maybe the excitement overtakes any discomfort like if you're fucking on a rock I mean come on <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I definitely, that's something I haven't done in forever, Mm. but, um, I definitely do enjoy that. Like I, I don't, I don't shy away from that at all. And, um, there has been one person that I was talking to probably like a year or two ago. And I remember he would just kind of like say throughout the day, sometimes he'd be like, oh, well why don't you meet me outside and we'll do this right here. I'm like, you know, I can't because of the job, you know, I, you know, I can't do that at my workplace or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Also I live in a area where my neighbors are very close together. And, you know, one of the neighbors is an older lady. I'll, I'll shut the blind, you know, on that side of the house. Totally. Totally. (laughs) But I don't mind like, keeping my shades open and, you know, having okay. sex in the front of my house where people might walk by. It's not likely because I live in a quiet area, but yeah, yeah, when people seeing me at all. Got it. See, I live in an apartment with large windows and I always just get so nervous about like offending a neighbor. You know, like it's, it, I guess that's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't mind someone watching. I'd be into that, but I don't want to like, make them see it if they don't want to, I guess, is how I feel. I guess it's like you and old lady. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I would probably go back to when, when I was in college, I'd say probably like my, early 20s even yeah probably my early 20s and just remind myself that just because I'm enjoying somebody sexually doesn't mean that 
I should be actively pursuing some kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. I used to really, um, and I think this goes back to my, you know, Catholic roots. I used to feel like whatever, whoever I was with, I should pursue some kind of, you know, relationship that should turn into a marriage and a family. And, you know, looking back on it, it's like, just enjoy what you're doing in the moment, obviously have some consideration around your morals and who it might be affecting, but just enjoy it. Um, Because so much I think was lost on trying to make sense of it all. And where is this going to lead? Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, Apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection.